Welcome everybody to episode 54 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where two friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and a good bit of doubt. As always, I'm Dan and I'm joined by Tom. How are you this week, Tom? I'm Tom Mastic. It's like fantastic, but with my name. Tomtastic? Tomtastic. That's, oh, okay. uh, that, that's how, that's well, how that's good to hear. Yeah, how are you, Dan? I'm good. It's been a kind of a hectic week at work, but otherwise it's been good. Um, okay. Hectic weeks are sometimes good, but they're the days go bad. by fast. But it's yeah, it's yeah. very st- stressful. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so first topic wanted to talk about because I cannot wait to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, is uh, the BMW Championship. Yeah, yeah, um, that ha- that happened. Uh, uh, holy low scores, Batman. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that that was definitely one thing that you can say about that tournament for sure. Listen, this was Medina. <laughs> am I am I okay? Maybe I'm wrong. Isn't this the Medina Golf Club, the U.S. Open Medina, or is this yes. a different Medina? No, this is the same Medina. Oh, Medina! Oh, no, I'm done. Wow, wow. <laughs> um, what happened? What happened to Medina? It, it apparently is too easy. It's not, I, there was two people in the field that were over par. Two. <laughs> two people. <laughs> I, I think the I think this after the second round, if there was going to be a cut, it was going to be like eight or nine under. That so this is all right. I missed the first two days of this tournament because I was at work and I was just too busy to pay attention to it. So I didn't see what was really happening. Third round, I had a day off, so I'm like, I'm going to watch this. I tune in, and I think it might have been McElroy. I think it was McElroy I was watching. He was like nine under. So my first thought was, wow, McElroy is nine under. He's probably going to get a top five finish again. And then I looked at the leaderboard, and I noticed he was in like 55th place. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Are you telling me that a nine under guy is like that far behind? What's the leader? And then there was Justin Thomas. And I was like, I think he was 21 under at the end of the third round. Yes. Dan. Dan that's so dumb. What is, th- what is this? this <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not fun. At least I'm not having fun. I, it seems like some people, uh, at least on social media, were really loving the fact that three players finished 20 or more under par. But I certainly, I hated this. With a passion. For for me, it's it's like watching Alabama play some like low level team from Alabama, and, yeah, it, and the I, next thing I you know, guess. it's sixty eight to nothing. It's it's like, why well, are you scoring that low? Like I, I don't understand. It's like our talk we had about two months ago. Yeah, is it the courses are too easy? Because of the advanced technology, or is it that these players are getting better? And I think it's the technology in the clubs. I I, th- I think it's a combination of all of that, especially with the fact that you know if, if you think about golf courses, they're properties, right? And properties right. can't just expand. It doesn't work like that. You have a property, so you can build within that property. And it's rare that there's going to be available property for sale outside of your property. So you're kind of stuck. So golf courses can't expand. They can't get longer to keep up. Now, if golf courses could adjust the way that they wanted to, each hole would be 400 
500 yards easily, even more if possible. Uh, that way to, to, you know, keep in touch with or keep up to date with the technology. But it, they can't do that. So you see these players just completely expose golf courses. This is Medina. This is why I'm so upset at this. This is one of the premier golf courses in, in, in the country. It, it's, held, it's held U.S. Opens. It's had some very famous moments happen on it. And Justin Thomas wins this with 25 under, and he only wins by three strokes? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, the, so McElroy, I'll keep, I'll, we'll keep in touch with McElroy, right? He finished at 11 under par, and he finished in 19th place. Think about how crazy this is, Dan. Th- that's ridiculous. 11 under is not even is, is barely good for a top 20. <laughs> I I can't I, like I don't know how I was supposed to get into this. The only thing that I was interested in watching was you know Tiger Woods not pull, not playing well. A lot of these big pros did not play well at all, which is extremely shocking. You know Justin Rose was Hot garbage, Mickelson. I even know Phil Mickelson was still in the tournament. Nonetheless, it was he there. But a lot of this is just really annoying to me. Dan, I, I don't know if you feel exactly the same, but 25 under, 22 under, 20 under being the top three is crazy. No, it is. It's crazy. I will say this. It's amazing that um, – I think it was on, I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday, where Matsuyama shot the 63 and set the course record. Okay. And then the next day, Justin Thomas breaks the course record and shoots 61. Yeah. And then Sunday, Matsuyama then shoots another 63. (laughs) And I'm just like... Yeah, think about that for a sec. Like, the record, I don't know when the record was originally held or the last record was, was set, but it was broken twice in one weekend. Like... I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if the course was set up to be the most difficult. It, it's definitely not U.S. Open conditions. I mean, because it's not a U.S. Open. But ho- holy crap! I, yeah, that's freaking crazy. You're still not supposed to shoot 25 under at Medina, even if the course was set up a little more fair. It's either they're setting it up so easy for these pros, or you're telling me every single pro had a career weekend. Come on, man. That's an average of at least six under a day. Yeah, some of these players, like, if you shoot 18, 16, 15 under, you should be winning tournaments, not coming in just the top 10. Right. It's it's ludicrous. And to me, it's an embarrassment to the sport. I I mean, it really, a lot of people are going to love this because we live in a society where we want to see big numbers put up. So fine, but... For somebody like me who just loves golf for its for for it being golf, this isn't golf anymore. So I I, I didn't have any fun. This was it, it's it's sad because the tournament right before this was so fun and I was just getting back into it. I even had the craving to go play golf, and then I saw this and I am so far away from wanting to go play golf and it's out of control. So uh, I did want to bring back up to you. Um... It was what you actually sent me. You sent me the new playoff format for the Tour Championship. Yeah. At first, I was like, this is bogus. Did we talk about Did we get a chance we to did, talk about we this? We did not. Okay. And this is why I'm bringing it back up. 
But then I thought about it for a second, and I remember last season. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, "Oh man, if Tiger wins Woods wins the Tour Championship, he wins the FedEx Cup." Yeah, I think what the PGA Tour is trying to do is mm-hmm. they're trying to eliminate the "Oh well, if so and so finishes in fourth place, then this person wins, or if this person finishes in sixth, then a different person wins." I think right. what they're trying to do is they're making everybody start based on their rank first to thirtieth with a certain set score and then they go from there so there's no like whoever wins a tour championship wins the whole thing and for those who don't know what dan's talking about it he pretty much explained it toward the very end there uh going into the tour championship depending on where you stand in the fedex cup rankings the top 30 you start off with a preset score so uh, i don't know who's in first right now but last week before this event it was uh kepka and at that, if if the Tour Championship had started there, uh, Brooks Kepka would have started the Tour Championship with 10 under and then played golf. And then the second place would have 9 under and then 8 under and so on until you get down to the, the final few places. I, I, I get what you're saying, but it's also, put it put this into any other sport and how crazy would it sound? Let's say... Uh, the Rangers versus Bruins in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Rangers had uh, a better record overall in the season, so they start with a three nothing lead. How how are you going to react to that? I'd be pissed. It, it's the it, it sounds so dumb, almost like a ten year old had created it, and that's and, and I feel bad because that's insulting some smart ten year olds. I, I and I get what the PGA Tour is trying to do, and I get the concept. You don't but like I don't this, think- do you? No, I don't. I think the concept makes sense in terms of taking out the whole, oh, if this person wins, then, or, or if this person finishes in fourth, then this person wins. Like, you know what I mean? But I instead think of doing it needs that. To be, yeah, don't give them a set score. Yeah, instead of start. giving them a set score, why not just fix your playoff format where you don't get a freaking million points for, for winning a tournament in the playoffs? Like, they they juice up the points so badly that it gives those players an opportunity. You know, there's other ways you could do this by just fixing up your point system. Maybe so, so yeah. just letting you know right now. So right now, in tied for first, it's a three-way tie. Xander oh, Shoffley, wow. okay. Kepka, and Thomas. Okay. So Kepka going into the week was third. Thomas was first, and Shoffley was an eighth. Okay. Shoffley shot six under. Okay. Right behind him uh, is McElroy, who shot four under, and Kucher shot four under. He's at eight under par. My thing is, I like that there's no guessing game. It's like whoever wins this tournament wins it all. Mm-hmm. But they should not be starting with a set score. That's like you. It's like you said. Like, oh, Bruins had a better record in the regular season, um, so they they start this game down down two goals if they want the tour championship to be this the tournament like if you win this you win the whole thing then just give the the, the winner a, a thousand points or or two thousand or whatever if that's the way you wanted if if the pga wants to do it that way if or, that's what or, they're trying to get at or what about this top 30 make the tour championship at that point the slate is clean yeah no points are uh, the points that are done a, you win this tournament you're, you're you're it you win that's actually a very good idea honestly i, I as I, as opposed to putting the, 
starting Brooks Kepka at ten under par, and he freaking I, sh- he shot three under. The only reason why but I like, sort of disagree with with that uh, your idea, it's a great idea. But then again, if that thirtieth place guy who hasn't won a tournament since yeah sixteen fifty two wins this event, then he wins the tour championship for doing nothing all season. So it's the same problem. The ultimate solution is. It, the point system, it, it's broken. It's its broken. I, you know what? I don't think I even have a solution. I, I would just make the points not as crazy. That way you can control a lot more. Like, you shouldn't be able to go from a hundredth in the in the FedEx Cup when you're in the playoffs to 20th. You just shouldn't. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a huge jump. Fix your point system. Starting off with a set score is so dumb. And I, I want to see how it works out because I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly how it's going to work out at the end, but I'm very curious to see. I just, it seems really dumb to me. Everything about this FedEx cup playoffs is not sitting right with me. I'm not enjoying this at all so far. And I know it's almost over. Thankfully it's almost over. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, on a side note, before we go to our next topic, uh, yeah. Dustin Johnson has just fallen off the face of the earth. He went three over today. Okay. Uh, oh, and he dro- he dropped right. all the way to twenty third. I forgot what you said when you said today. I forgot that we're recording on Thursday this time, so the event has started already. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's for me, it's really remarkable to see how much he's dropped in the last like two months. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, relapse? Drug relapse? I don't know. I mean, there was rumor that he was addicted to certain drugs. So, I'm, I mean, I, I always worry when, when I hear stuff like that. If all of a sudden they literally just fall off. It could just be a simple thing. Like, he's just not playing well, though. And that's yeah, probably... It be. It's I mean, probably it, what it is. If you look at the list, I mean, like even last tournament, Molinari was bad. Jim Furyk, who had a good week before, didn't do well. Uh, Johnson Rose was pretty much right around Dustin Johnson. Rose has been playing pretty pretty mediocrely compared to like what we're used to seeing him play at. So, I, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens. Maybe he's just in a funk. Uh, he's a good golfer. He'll, he'll turn it around. Uh, the season's almost over, though. So, maybe this will be a good time for him to play as hard as he can and then try to fix himself for next year. Yeah, and uh, soon, actually, next month, like mid-next month, we'll be talking about the President's Cup. That's yeah, actually that's be a, I, I'm looking forward to that, and we should maybe next week we could talk about the the picks and stuff like that because that's yeah. heating up a lot. Um, Absolutely, but like that, I'm looking forward to because that's always fun. That's always a good good time. And what really bothers me, sorry, I keep dragging on this con topic, okay. but when I was watching the tournament this past weekend, and they mm-hmm. pulled up the projected standings for the pre- Presidents Cup for the U.S. side, yeah, Tiger Woods nowhere yeah. in that list. Well, yeah, he's, co- what? he's coaching. The, so I was gonna say, but the announcer said, "No, he's not coaching." The Is the announce no, the announcers basically said, "Oh, Tiger Woods should be a shoe in captain's pick." And my yeah. thing, um, my first no, thing no, is, no, no, absolutely not. Tiger is the captain. He is. Yeah, him, him, and Ernie Els. Then uh, what the hell was this announcer talking about this weekend? Because he he uh-huh. literally said, "Tiger Woods should be a shoe in for captain's pick," and I'm like, "But why? He's not playing well." <laughs> No, he's he's not playing. Uh, he could play. 
I, I think he. I think what they're probably referring to is the fact that he could make the team because they still have like the standings where he could still make the team. There's a guaranteed list of people who can play, and Tigers. They, they were probably talking about him maybe making that because then it'd be kind of cool as a player coach. But he's definitely the coach. Um, so and he, right he, now, Team USA is Kepka, Thomas, DJ, Cantley, Shoffley, Simpson, Kucher, Deshambo. Okay. That's, That's a good eight. list for now. We'll have to see what happens after next or after this week, I should say, um, after the tour championship and all that gets solidified. So we'll have some good stuff to talk about next week, and we'll talk about who Tiger should pick. I think uh, that'll be a fun little topic. Uh, absolutely. Um, so on to our next topic. So preseason week two has passed us by. There wasn't a lot that really happened this week other than um, Mahomes is not looking very good. Um, it's preseason, so it's it is. Hard. Yeah, it's hard. It, it is. But there are two big things that came across in the NFL this week. Okay. Uh, Jay Z is mm. actually set to become a substantial owner in an NFL. Good. In the NFL, they did not say what team. Him, I I would he... not be surprised if it's the Jets or the Giants. I don't know. I don't know who he supports. He's New York based, so it would make sense to. It'll probably be the Giants, just because. Who wants to own the Jets? Let's be completely real. Jay Z's a smart guy. He's not. Uh, he's a businessman. He's <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's gonna he's, be like. Ah, he's a very Jets. intelligent person. No. A very intelligent person. And the second that he gets to like the Jets present themselves and then the Giants, he's gonna look at the Jets and be like, Nope. Really? No. <laughs> uh, the other thing that was big news is Josh Gordon mm-hmm. got reinstated yeah. into the NFL. Now, as and, a Pats fan, yeah. I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm worried. Uh-huh. Because how many times have we seen this before? A lot. Of him getting reinstated, and then next thing you know, he plays for a month, and then, oh, I'm, uh, I relapsed. Sorry. It, it used, there's no relapse. He smokes weed. Who the hell cares? And, and, and <laughs> you know, a, a patient who came in today actually made a really good point and said that marijuana is legal in so many states now in the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. So the NFL should be changing their rule, uh, their rule policy, mm-hmm. based on the fact that it's guess what? It's legal. Dan, I don't want to get into this because this is an extremely political topic. But I know. but I will say this: um, it's becoming legalized in a lot of countries. Uh, the U.S. is rapidly legalizing marijuana. It's just pot. It's it's he is from what I understand. I don't think he has any like crimes or anything other than the smoking weed thing uh I, I could be wrong i didn't do any too much research as this i just remember him always getting busted for weed i remember stephen a smith always says stay off the weed listen you he should stay off the weed just because the nfl doesn't like it if that's the only thing by the way if, if, if it's domestic abuse and stuff like that then that's a different story but if it's just weed he should stop just so he could play but at the same time, you're 100% right. The, the league has to stop this. But they're not going to because it's the NFL. Um, right. But I also believe, and uh, you, I know you'll disagree with me on this one, but I also believe that the Patriots has some pull on this one. I'm just saying it's the Patriots. Yeah, so. and, 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 you know, I'm actually not going to disagree with you. Uh, I am not surprised about this whole Josh, Josh Gore getting reinstated. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if – if that did happen, especially with the with the departure of Gronk, I think Kraft and Belichick realized, guess what? We can't rely on just Julian Edelman. He's only one man. Right, listen, we need gotta, some other seasoned yeah. receiver. 
We need Tom Brady score. to be. We no the the real conversation was we Tom need Brady. we yeah. need Tom Brady to make touchdowns so we can make money. That was the real conversation that they had because I'm let you know if Josh Brown, or Josh Gordon was on the Browns, he's not getting reinstated. Simple hundred percent. Simple as that. If he was on the Jets, not getting reinstated. <clears throat> Just Cowboys maybe. No, probably not. Probably not. I, well, I, yeah, I, you know what? You're probably right because no, Jerry Zeke, Jones is like yeah, is he's like got a lot of buddy pull. buddy with Goodell. There's a few teams actually that that yeah, uh, there's it would a work few, for, but not many. And the Patriots are definitely on that list. Anybody on that team can get reinstated. I guarantee you, if Aaron Hernandez was left out of jail or let out of jail before you know what ended up happening to him happened, he would probably be playing in the NFL right now. I'm just, yeah. I, I firmly believe that. Hundred percent. But uh, as far as the Jay Z thing goes, I'm okay with this. I, I know he got a little bit of heat because he he's. Actually, he does a lot for communities. He does a lot for the LGBT community. He does a lot for uh, black communities, everything. Uh, and a lot of people are giving him grief because he's now joining the NFL, who literally does the opposite of what he does. But by him going into the league, maybe that's the beginning of a change. And God, does the NFL need a change? Like now. <laughs> no, they do. I absolutely yeah. agree. So they I need like this. someone more like Jay Z who. Jay-Z's not the type of guy or not he wouldn't be the type of owner slash GM who's going to sit there and just be like, okay, that sounds good. He's going to voice his opinion and he's going to be like, no, that idea sucks. Mm -hmm. Let's try something else or let's try this because this will probably work because Jay-Z's not stupid. No, he's a very very smart guy. A lot of people think, oh, just because he's a rapper, he's really dumb. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that people do that because it's a shame. It really is. Most most rappers stereotype. (laughs) Most rappers are extremely smart, and I don't know for some reason they they'll link like rock stars and they'll be like, oh wow, he's really smart. Man, are rock stars the dumbest people in the world sometimes? So it's it's a little unfair, but it's there's a lot to that, and again, that also can get very political, but. uh, uh, Jay-Z is a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. If he's getting into the NFL, he's going to make some changes, and I, now, I look I look forward to that. Now, before we go to break, mm-hmm. was is he a part owner of the Knicks, or is it the Nets? Mm, the Nets. And I don't that, know if I, he I, still is. I think I, there was something in the news where he might have sold his part, but he was uh, one of the original founders of the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. That, and, you know, that's what I thought. And, I mean, it would make sense that he's still an order on the Nets, considering the firepower that's on that team now. Yeah, um, I wonder. Actually, I'm gonna look it up while you talk. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if he if he is. Um, but it, you know, it, it's really good to see the change from like the Jerry Jones and the Bob Crafts of the world mm, as owners yeah. and GMs to a guy like Jay Z. Who could lead this charge of like a, the newer style owner GM? He could. That he, that could that could he could you know depending on how well he does, mm-hmm. he could enforce a lot of change. Oh yeah, and I I really hope he does because uh, like I said, the league desperately needs desperately needs it. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see uh, what more info who um, who he or who he buys stock from or who he becomes part owner of. Um, as far as the wiki page goes, he's still a, a part owner of the That's Nets. That's what I thought. It's a small share, it says, but he still has a part of the Nets. He, he, he likes to do stuff like that. The last thing I want to say before we go to break is one thing that I've noticed over the past three drafts that I've watched, NFL, NBA, and NHL, mm-hmm. there's one common theme. The commissioner gets booed. 
Oh, the every, every time they go everyone, on stage. Yeah. The NBA is a little bit better, right? Don't they? Doesn't the NBA like their commissioner a little bit? I better? think they like him. I think of the three, he's the liked four. the most. Of the four, well, no, I'm saying of those three that I watched. Right, but I, I think mean, as far as the four major sports, I think uh, Adam is it Adam Stern. Adam Stern, name? yeah, yeah, I think he's definitely the most popular. Gary Bettman might be. He's close to being the most hated if you compare like fan base size I, to the yeah. NFL. <laughs> I, I, Goodell's definitely the most hated, I think, at this point. I, 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 think, I think it's Bettman I think it's closer. Is a close second. I think it's closer than you think because you're thinking more people know who Goodell is, but if you take the size of the NFL and then compare it to the size of the NHL and then take the percentage of that, I guarantee you it's almost the exact same. Like yeah. the entire I, I don't I've never let me say this. I have never met someone who says, I love the NHL's general manager, Gary Bettman. Never. I've never heard a single person say that. I have said or heard people say that Goodell is a good um, leader Which of the NFL. Which is shocking because he's It's a extremely donkey. shocking, but there ha- I've heard several people say it. I've never heard anybody say Gary Bettman, and I, I've talked to a lot of hockey fans. <laughs> No oh yeah, but when him. I watched the when I watched the NHL draft back like about a month or so ago, yeah, he couldn't even get a word out. Like you no. couldn't hear him how terrible. badly that he was getting booed. It was the greatest thing ever. I mean, like don't forget, he also put the NHL in three different uh, lockouts. One was a half, and then there were two full. So uh, the NFL hasn't had that. <laughs> and, and what's funny is when he came up on stage and started, you know. Saying he was like, I want to thank Vancouver for hosting yeah. this event, and he, they're, even though he's thanking them and trying to be nice, they're still booing the hell out of him. Yeah, they, and they I'm don't, like, this is like bad. Him. But Goodell is not much better. Not much better. No, but Goodell stink. got booed to hell when he was in Tennessee at the draft. Mm-hmm. Really bad. Uh, but we are going to take our first break. When we come back, we have some U.S. Open tennis to discuss. Woo-hoo! as well as a couple of really interesting stories in the world of sports. So stay tuned for more. Welcome back, everybody, from our first break. Um, going to jump right into it because I know uh, kind of off of the whole NHL topic, there's a reason I started talking NHL. Okay. is because there's a new franchise coming to Seattle in Ooh. 2020. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. What I wanted the, the the team name has not be, been announced yet. Yeah. What do you think about uh, a potential team name? Man, for Seattle, it's tough. It's it's tough. I I because I, I don't really, I don't really know much about Seattle. I the the most I really know about Seattle is grunge started there, <laughs> um, and, and and Starbucks. You know, so maybe we'll call it the Seattle Starbucks. I I I have no idea. Uh, I would like if somebody who's listening is from Seattle, you know, you can fill us in on some, uh, a little bit more like of the history of Seattle and whatnot. Uh, I don't know what, like the, the supersonics were a name that doesn't really fit Seattle. <laughs> I don't think it does at least. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have any ideas for a, a name? You know, I was thinking the other day, but, but I don't know what kind of problems this could be. Uh, cause if this happened mm-hmm. so there was talk at the end of last season before the play that even the playoffs even started about the carolina hurricanes relocating yeah back to hartford yeah which so would be my so thought st- is stupid <laughs> my thought is if that happens so if they became the hartford whalers again uh-huh 
that hurricane name would be up for grabs. Seattle what Hurricanes? What if the Seattle Hurricanes? I don't, when was the last time they got a hurricane, though? You know, well, Carolina, they, they, get, they get a ton of rain. That's so, or like the, the Seattle Storm. Okay. Uh, but that's, actually, so, that's the name of a that's, WNBA team. Okay, so it's we can take it because there's not many people watching WNBA probably. Um, let's say, uh, to go off of the rain thing, that'd be kind of fun, like the, the Seattle Flood. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Seattle Canoes. Because they need canoes to get through town when it rains. The Seattle Beavers. The Seattle Beavers. Hmm. That's that's maybe too close to Oregon, though. <laughs> too too close. Too soon. Well, too, just too close. Like, isn't or aren't the Oregon Beavers a thing? Yeah, it's a college. Yeah, so you can't take that. That's not cool. Uh, Seattle. Um, the Seattle cold front <laughs> i don't know something weather related would be kind of funny yeah i think it would too i, I think it is going to be weather related um <laughs> that would be great it would be great because that's uh, i mean that's such a classic seattle thing but pro- it might not be i mean like golden knights you know like I, they explain why they came up with it golden being like the sands and stuff like that but i mean golden knights really don't have much to do with vegas but they're you're right but they went with it anyway but it could have been the Aces neither, or something. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, the eight, the Las Vegas Aces are um, an MLB. Uh, 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 no, a WNBA basketball oh. team. Oh, they're a WNBA too? Wow. Yep. WNBA steals some good names. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, no, they do have a lot of, you know, they have the LA Sparks. They you have can, the... But you can you can take names from other um, other sports. Like, I mean, the, the, how many Panthers are there? A right? lot. Yeah, there's the Carolina Panthers, there's the Florida Panthers. I'm sure there's plenty of college teams that are the Panthers. So Pittsburgh it, Panthers. There you go. Is that a thing? Yep. Pittsburgh. Um, so you can take it from other sports. So, I mean, wh- why not? Um, maybe. I, w- I would love to see the Seattle Storm. I think that'd be awesome. Isn't their MLS team the Thunder? Seattle? Isn't it like the Th- Seattle Thunder or something like that? Something along those lines, yeah. And their jerseys have nothing but Microsoft stuff on it. It's the oh I'm sorry it's the Sounders Seattle Sounders, Sounders. yeah what the hell is a Sounders I, th- I think it has something to do with their stadium because it's the same stadium that the Seahawks play in where it's like it's like the loudest thing in the world kind of thing um, or, the, or you just hear the sound of fans snoring <laughs> what eh, what sorry what? I think the Sounders were, are they used to be pretty good at least so I think mm. uh, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm calling. I, I stand by it. Uh, I'm calling you out. I stand okay. by so- it. Soccer is fun, Dan. Open your eyes. <laughs> not, uh, not the MLS, uh, unless it's El Trafico. Uh yeah, the MLS is sometimes kind of boring. I'm not gonna lie. All right, I don't know. There's a lot to a lot of names you can pick, but let me ask you this: Are you ha- are you excited for a Seattle-based team? Like sincerely, do you, do you think the N- the NHL should be expanding? Number one, and do you like them going to Seattle? Uh, number one, yes, I do like them expanding. Number two, yes, I do like it in Seattle, but I would have preferred it if it was in Quebec. Quebec uh, deserved a, 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 a team. I mean, Quebec I think, should have never lost their team. No, I agree, and that's what I'm getting at. Is yeah. they Just should like have Winnipeg. never lost their team in the first place. Like, I mean, the Nordiques. What a freaking yeah. awesome team name! That legends, was. legends came out of that team. And then Sackick the same, and Forsberg. Same, same and, thing with the wow. Jets. Same thing with the Jets. You know, like they should have never been 
taken away. Uh, the NHL has done some weird things with with teams, especially Canadian teams. So you're, well, do they you're go right. Winnipeg Jets, Atlanta Thrashers back to the Winnipeg Jets? No, no. Yes, no. I don't know. I thought no. the Winnipeg Jets they no. moved to Atlanta. They bombed in Atlanta <laughs> and then they moved back to Winnipeg. They might have. That's a possibility. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because like the, a lot of teams have moved. Like there, I, there used to be a team. Uh, well, hold on. Who were the I Devils? I distinctly before? remember Ilya Kovalchuk playing in that disgustingly ugly Atlanta Thrashers uh, uniform. Right. That like, what was that? It looked like a cyclone of poo. Um, yeah, yeah. That was that was wasn't a, the greatest. On, on a blue background with like a navy on the shoulder. It looked, yeah. It, it looked awful. Like what is a Thrasher? It's weird. Yeah. But, um, they they had a pretty good team, <laughs> which was really annoying. They had a they had a solid team. Danny Heatley, Bobby Holik was on that team. Ilya Kovalchuk. That team for a few years was scary. But I mean, hockey just was never going to work out in Atlanta. And I understand no. why bringing a hockey team to Atlanta. I mean, it's it's a huge city. It's a big sports town. But the hockey's just it's not a southern sport. The southern teams struggle. They really struggle to. Florida keep their Panthers teams. struggle big time. Yeah, and the Panthers have been putting a decent product on the ice for a few years now, and they still have trouble. The Lightning, the Lightning, until recently, you know, were they were they were still getting attention and whatnot. But if you went to a, a Lightning Bruin game or a Lightning Ranger game, it was fifty fifty. There was just as many Ranger fans as there were Lightning fans, and that's starting to change now. But uh, it, it it's a lot. The, meanwhile, if you go back up north, how how amazing has Winnipeg been? Since they brought their team back, uh, incredible, incredible. The, the like, crowds like, wa- are insane. Like watching those uh, them in the playoffs. I don't know if it was this year or last year, uh, but with the whiteout. Oh, so cool! Oh, it's so freaking cool to watch. And the screaming, the uh, True North during the during the anthem. It's just they're they, they've done a great job. So you're right. Quebec should have the Nordiques back or pick whatever name. It would be kind of a sin if they didn't pick the Nordiques. Just have Carolina move to Quebec. How about that? Honestly, that's probably not a bad idea. Like, I actually like the Hurricanes. I think that their fan base is actually pretty good for being a North Carolina team. But I, Quebec deserves a little bit more than North Carolina. Sorry. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Quebec never should have lost a team. They won a Period. Stanley Cup, though. And then it's like, you can't, do you take a team away that won a Stanley Cup? Ugh, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's really tough because what happens to that Stanley Cup? That's part of a team that doesn't exist anymore. It's kind of weird. Like, it can happen. It's just kind of like floating in space. Yeah, right? I don't know. I don't know. Why Why not take – Why? here's a brave idea. Arizona has tried for years oh, to keep their hockey them. team. They're a they, bums. They, they used to be the Phoenix Coyotes. They changed their logo every year. Now they're the Arizona Coyotes, and they're still hot garbage. Just bring them back to Canada. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Arizona um, uh, Coyotes are – weren't they the Nordiques? No? No, the Nordiques turned into the Avalanche. They were the Jets. They were the Jets. That's right. Oh, so it was the Jets that yeah. went to the Coyotes. To the Coyotes. And, and the Thrashers Phoenix. were just an expansion team. Uh, Atlanta. You might be right. And then the Thrashers went from an expansion team. Then they went back to Winnipeg. 
Yes. Yeah. That's what they happened. didn't go back to Winnipeg. They, or they just went, went to Winnipeg. To they, Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> they just got shipped to Winnipeg. Like, it's yeah, so you're out of it, here. It's so weird that the Winnipeg Jets that are there now are not the original Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> like that team is in Phoenix. It's so stupid. The whole thing is so annoying. It really is. But uh, uh, anyway, Seattle deserves a hockey team. That's kind of where we're getting at. But uh, I think. Quebec is definitely a smart next move. I don't want them to expand too much because it waters down the sport. You know, you put it gives more people the opportunity to show off their skills, which is fun. But at the same time, it's I don't want the sport to get too watered down, is all. But uh, it's it it's fun. It's exciting, and that logo for the Thrashers is absolutely hideous. What the hell were they thinking? So. Uh, like I had said before we started recording, there is a new hire in the NHL as of today. Okay. Uh, well, actually, as of yesterday. He is a longtime NHL player. He actually played for many teams, mm-hmm. played for many years, and he actually f- used to play for my team for a good oh. while. Okay. And he goes by the name of Bill Guerin. Oh, wow. Bill Guerin oh. is the new GM of the Minnesota Wild. No kidding. I remember Bill Guerin. Bill uh, Guerin. Think wow. about that for a second. We grew up with Bill Guerin. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> to now think that he is that old, that he yeah. is now an, an owner or a GM. He's, well, actually, he's only 48, by the way. He's not even that that old. But but for hockey, that's old. And he's from Worcester. Yeah, he's he was a Boston product. See, I pronounced that correctly because I got yelled at by your friends I that one time. Remember when you came out and visited, <laughs> and you looked at the and you're like Worcester. I'm like, no, it's pronounced Worcester. I you was looked at co- me with this face like, there's no freaking way that's Worcester. <laughs> I was in a car with four mass holes, and I man, I've never felt more in danger in my entire life. Like I said, Worcester because I'm from. PA New York and like I, I there is no H you're right but that word looks like it could be Worcester and I've never gotten the most dirty stares like Dan you're thinking you were driving and you stared back and disgusted I, I, I was me. just like <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah um so it's Worcester mass Worcester so there's no R but uh Bill Guerin going into the NHL as a GM is kind of exciting he's a Hall of Famer and if you don't know who he is, because a lot of people, you know, if you're younger, you probably don't know. I don't remember when he stopped playing in the NHL. It might have been late 2000s. So it's been a little while. But uh, Bill Guerin is a phenomenal player. He played for a few teams. Bruins, Devils. I know Oilers were one of the team. I, I can't think of the rest. Um, I think there were more. That might be it. So I'm looking at his stats. He oh, started... God, no, he played for the entire NHL. Jesus. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. He bounced around everywhere. <laughs> oh, the Islanders. Yeah, I can't forget that he was an Islander. Oof. Um, he started actually as a develop- player development coach for the Penguins. Okay. In like the, the late 2000, early 2000. He then grew into the role of basically the right-hand man to GM Jim Rutherford in Pittsburgh. Okay, okay. He was pres- promoted to assistant GM in June 2014, and played a pivotal role in helping the team win the Stanley Cup in 2016 and 2017. Okay. So I think that's a good track record as a as a coach. It's it's or a GM, it, makes, I mean. it makes sense uh too. I'm looking at his resume here. He finished his career with the Penguins, so it kind of makes sense that he went right into the league with the Penguins. 
Um, I remember him being a very tough player, like a really tough player. And I wonder if that's going to translate as uh, into the players that he picks. Like, are the Wild going to be a gigantic hitting team now? They're going to be like our team that we would create in in NHL. Um, yeah, like the Bruisers. I, the Bruisers, yeah. yeah. Our bruisers. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he just gets like Shea Weber. And yeah. like, yeah. all of a sudden, he has, uh, what's his name, Steve Ott come out of retirement. No, well, we want talented <laughs> hockey players. <laughs> you were oh, on a good God. roll with Shea Weber. But you said Steve Ott. You lost me there, buddy. <laughs> George Peros. Oh, the stash. <laughs> Just for the stash alone, he should be a GM. <laughs> no, but he's the, he's the head of player safety. I know, which is the stupidest thing, by the way, because they had Brendan Shanahan, Mr. Flying Elbow himself, and then they replaced him with George Peros, whose <laughs> only career thing that he did was beat everyone up. <laughs> and he's like, oh, by the way, I have to suspend you for hitting someone illegally? What? <laughs> the, the, the next thing they're going to say is, hey, our new head of player safety is Scott Stevens. Oh, my God. It's going to happen because he's, 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 he's the a, worst of he's the worst. Suit. Oh, he's bad. He was bad. <laughs> he, he was, was really, really bad. If you've never seen Scott Stevens highlights or the go the look up of, on YouTube, Scott Stevens hits. You're going to you're going to be appalled. You're going to poop yourself because they're really <laughs> scary. They're, um, yeah. So it, that's cool. I, I'm interested to see what happens. You're going to uh, poop yourself, he says. <laughs> You're going to poop yourself. They were scary hits, man. He like Oh, he came across careers. with force and just like malice. Yeah. And it's no no kidding that the Devils were the one who drafted Bulgarian, by the way. Just saying. Yeah. That you know what sense. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The Devils are a scummy team. Oops. Not oops. I don't care. All right, so next topic, one of your favorite sports, mm-hmm. tennis. Yes, U.S. Open time, baby. I'm so, psyched. So I'll let you lead this combo because I have I'm clueless about tennis. Yeah, there's point. not there's not much to talk about right now. This current week, we are in qualifiers. Um, this is the cool thing about the U.S. Open is that pretty much anybody can attempt to make it. And it's yeah, it's just like the golf U.S. Open where you got to go through qualifiers and sections and stuff like that. But uh, an unknown player could, in theory, just show up and stun everybody. This uh, this U.S. Open is going to be very interesting to me because of a few things. One, Nadal and Federer have been playing better, so they're kind of back in the mix here. Uh, and meanwhile, Djokovic has still just continued to dominate. Uh, last year, Djokovic won, so he is the returning champ. And he just won a legendary matchup against Federer in Wimbledon. So you got to believe that he's one of the people to, uh, you think is going to be a favorite here. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's, uh, let me explain to you, if you don't know anything about uh, tennis, the diff- one of the big differences with this event is actually the, the, the volume of the crowd. Because in tennis, it's it's polite. It's just like golf to be quiet while the players are playing. In England, you could drop a pin and you can hear it because it's, you know, it's very traditional there. But in the United States, <laughs> as it's got to be, it's a little different. It's a little different. There's a lot of chatter. If you listen to the crowds when you're watching the event, you're gonna hear like a little buzz of of like a murmur the entire time. And players comment on this all the time because it's a lot. 
different than playing in Wimbledon. And some players feed off of it. It's just like the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup where players will pump up the crowd. The uh, Nadal is very popular in the U.S. Open because he's very eccentric when he gets a point. He'll celebrate and the crowd loves that kind of stuff. The United States, they like their antics. They don't really know what tennis is almost. It's like you have to entertain us. It's like a gladiatorial game. <laughs> so it, it, it's uh, it's a different tournament. It's maybe it's probably one of my favorites. It's not my favorite, but it's uh, it's good. If you're a Federer fan, Federer plays good in hard courts. This is a hard court event. So uh, you, you can look at that. Nadal hasn't had the most success here. Success here. Uh, and then th- this starts on Monday. So pretty much from what I said, Dan, you got to make your pick. Who's who's winning on the men's side? Let's start with the men. You have a bracket open. I do, and I'm looking at it currently. And have, all I see on the women's side is Kova's the, and Kova's and Kova's. Well, we'll, and we'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> check out the men. Um, because um, the men, it's so far from the way that it's setting up. Uh, Federer looks good as like Federer the, the big guys. They're going to beat up on some lesser-known players for a little while. gets a little boring at first. Like Federer and Nadal and Djokovic, they're just going to like win straight sets each time. So hopefully, that's what you you would hope for. Uh, so what do you think? You got, any, you got any wild picks? Who's winning the U.S. Open? Dominic Team. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I don't think this is a tournament. I, I know you talk about how Federer – you know, I don't want to be the cliche and pick Federer, you know – that would be too easy. And I think Nadal doesn't do well on hard court. Yeah, he's not the greatest. He's not the greatest. So really next up for me is team at mm-hmm. this point. And I like the way I like his style of play. And I think good. like you said, those top guys, top five ranked guys, are gonna have an easier route they to should. the finals. Right. As opposed to some of these guys like uh Gofan or mm-hmm. uh Kyle, I think it's a Kyle Edmund. Uh, yep, Kyle Edmund from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably have a tougher road. Some, uh, somewhat. It depends. A lot of these players will move out of their home to go, like specify on us uh, on one court. Like for example, Nadal I think lives in like Monte Carlo, and all the courts there are clay, so he gets to practice clay all the time. I will say for Dominic Team, the before going to the French Open final. The uh, mo- the highest he went in the tournament was the U.S. Open last year. He made it to the quarterfinals, so he has had a little bit of success here. Uh, that was that wasn't his breakout, but it was one of his breakout moments where people started really noticing him. And then he came into this year a lot hotter. So team is a good pick. It is. I I want to put out somebody that people might not know about. Uh, and it's it's always fun to see these guys. Let me see where he is first. Uh, there he is. He's not he's not ranked, but he's had success here. Tomas Burdich from the Czech Republic. I know that's I'm not saying he's gonna win, but there's a very good chance that he can make a deep run with this because he's just had success at this tournament. Uh he's he's been a thorn in the side of the big guys for a while. Uh but I'm I, I think it's hard to go against Novak Djokovic right now. It's, I, I want to be I want to be clever and pick somebody else, but I want to pick like a Sam Query. I want an American to win this so badly. We just we don't have a strong squad right now. Um, and Federer, he he lost early last uh, two weeks ago, I believe, in a tournament in like a side tournament thing. So he's maybe not the best at, that he could be 
So I, I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to pick Djokovic. Djokovic is just on a, 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 a tear that if this was any other sport, everyone would be talking about. Oh, absolutely. Um, I do want to ask you one question. There's Go a guy it. that I'm, I'm looking at this list of players, and I see this guy who's ranked, and I look at the flag next to his name. And I say, where the hell is that? Okay, where's what's <laughs> He's the name? Ranked number seventeenth. I you couldn't pay me to say. Just his spell last it. Name. I'll search it on the thing here. B A S I L A S H V I L I. That is Georgia. Is no wonder I didn't Georgia. know where that was. Yeah. I looked at that. I was just like, what flag is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so, we rank number 17 in the world. That's, yeah, uh, that's he's, pretty amazing. He's not bad. He's not bad. I'm not going to say his name either because I can never pronounce it either, but I've seen him play several times. He's very good. He's very good. Um, there's, it's going to, I'm hoping that there's a, a, a decent American presence. There's you a know. couple eye ties in there too. Yeah. Fognini and Berrettini. Yeah. Yeah. And Andreas Seppi, he's, he's there. He's Seppi, on right. Yep. So they have some Italian representation. I'd like to. I think New York will love Fabio Fognini. So I hope he goes deep in this tournament because he is such a character that the crowd's gonna fall in love with him. I'm, I promise you, he's just—he's such a weird person. He, he talks. He yells at himself. He yells at his racket in Italian. It's the greatest thing. It's so funny. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's amazing. If you ever want to laugh, Dan, just look up Fabio Fognini moments. Mm-hmm. He's not—he's known for two things: pulling off the most ridiculously impossible shots and making it look easy, and also smashing his racket because yeah. he smashes his racket a lot. <laughs> So uh, so there's that. There's the men's side. And the women's side, I'm going to say the exact same thing I said last time. The women's side is up for grabs. I want to tell you what I'm so excited for. Maria Sharapova, who Versus has... Serena Williams. She has had some trouble in the past, uh, past few years, Sharapova. But she qualified, and she got Serena Williams first round. <laughs> Listen, if you don't like women screaming, you better not watch this. Because it's going to be a loud, loud. Oh matchup. God, I forgot how much Sharapova screamed. Oh, and then just yeah. combine that with Williams, they're going to be like screaming back and forth. <laughs> there was a time where the um, Azarenka was number one and Sharapova was number two, or Sharapova was one and Azarenka was two. And Azarenka has this weird hee sound that she makes. <laughs> so it would be when they played, it'd be hee ah hee. <laughs> That's, That's what it would be. That's what it would be the entire time. It was so distracting. Um, I remember John McEnroe was commentating one time. And he's like, he's just like, wow, this is very noisy. <laughs> I'm not surprised. No. Um, the women's side is very much up for grabs. I'm looking forward to seeing Sloan Stevens play. Um, what was the young, the young. Uh, player's name i I'm, I'm having trouble remembering the name the uh, australian girl yeah Barty. Gol- no golf is who i'm thinking about but Barty is another one but uh coco golf who's 15 is she qualified for the u.s open by the way wow. america yeah yeah her. yeah I, i'm i the entire crowd will be rooting for her i guarantee you 15 yeah she's 15 and she's gonna be playing in the u.s open and she's good, by the way, because don't forget how deep of a run she made in Wimbledon. She's really good. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing golf, Barty, and Williams. Uh, 
I'm going to go on a limb and say Serena comes back and kicks some ass and she wins this. She's overdue for a major win, even though she just won, I think, last year. It seems like it's been forever and she's going to win. I just feel it. Hmm. Well, one thing that I'm not doing is I'm not picking the number one seed because <laughs> the last time I did that, Get she got burned. knocked out in the first round. <laughs> so Osaka's so good, though. She's she so is. good. But she hasn't been playing that well in these majors. She no. plays well in like the side tournaments, but not mm-hmm. the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that reason... Pick Coco I'm, Goff! Give Pick Coco Goff! I am going to pick... Angelique Kerber. That's a good pick. She's fantastic. She's very, very talented. She might win this whole thing. You're you're not you are very, very, very accurate there. I want Goff to win. She's fifteen. That would really be amazing if she did. That would that would be one of the greatest sports stories kind of ever. Kind of ever. I think the, the only unfortunate thing is like She's got to go up against so many good players. She would have to go up against um, Osaka kind of like soon. So if she makes it, so it's 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 great. It's actually really fun. Uh, so, yeah, that starts on Monday, Dan. U.S. Open time. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm really excited. You know, I didn't recently get into tennis actually until you started – um, yapping about it, yapping about it, and honestly, then I started watching it, and man, that match between uh, Federer and Djokovic oh. turned me into a tennis fan because that was one of the most incredible matches I think I've ever seen in my life. You know, it, a moment just like that turned me onto tennis back in I think 2008 when Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal met in Wimbledon, and they and they had their final, which at that time I considered the greatest tennis match of all time. Uh, until this Djokovic Federer one, so I, I understand uh, the the significance and and you could be a you could tell people it's like tennis is really fun. Some of the matchups are not fun. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you and say every matchup is fun. Hell no. But when a, two big time pros go up against each other and they put everything into it, you see a different type of sport. It, it's it's incredible, it really is. It can be. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it should be great. Uh, So we're going to take our last break. When we come back, we'll have our final thoughts, our wrap-up, and uh, a laugh-at-it segment that, Tom, you're going to want to stick around and and hear this Uh, one. I guess I'll stick around. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Back everybody from our f- last break. I almost said yeah, first, first break, but we've first, already taken last fortieth break. Yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. So before we get into our wrap-up segment, I wanted to share something with you. Uh, I'm actually sending you a text of it right now. Okay. Uh, basically, what happened was uh, yesterday uh, during the Dodgers game. Cody oh Bellinger god. is trying to oh. slide into third oh ba- third base. Oh my god! And he lost his pants. Oh my god! He's <laughs> just sitting on the dirt in his underwear. <laughs> and I gotta say, 
That might be one of the greatest baseball moments I've seen in a long time. Because not only did he lose his helmet, but he lost his pants. Like, how? (laughs) That's what a belt's for, bro. What are you doing? Not buckling your pants or something? That's funny. That's actually really hilarious. I bet you the players had a good laugh at it all Uh, all night. Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, was like, he out or was he safe, by the way? He, uh, well, let me actually see, because I actually haven't fully watched the video, but I believe he was safe. Oh, because if he's out, that is the worst thing that's happened to him all season, because he's had oh, such no, a Oh, no, he was out. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Oh, my, oh, my God, he was out. Oof. <laughs> and then he looks down like, ah, oh, crap, my pants are down. Oh, man, that's not that's not good for him at all. That's a, that's a like, what else could have gone wrong? You you try to push for second, you're out. Oh, but you lose your helmet. That's okay. Then you lose your pants. Next, a shoe. <laughs> I don't know. That's great. <laughs> Next, your dignity. <laughs> oh, he lost his dignity. All right, <laughs> <laughs> he lost his dignity for sure. That's good. That's a cool story. No, was, I thought that was fun. I thought that'd man. give you a good laugh. Yeah. That's um, good. So from there, we go into our final thoughts. So what are your final thoughts on the episode today, Tom? Golf is pathetic right now. It's so sad. It's so freaking sad. I I know there's going to be people who disagree with me because they like seeing all these great scores. No, it's so boring. It's so snoozefesty. Like, give me a damn event where I can watch it and maybe see a bogey. I've never craved a freaking bogey more in my life than last week. Just one. That's all I want. Just one. Uh, what else? What else? Hockey. Hockey's coming back. And the stories are starting to pile, like, pile up. You notice that? There were more and more news coming out of the NHL. I'm, I'm very excited. I was watching some video of the Rangers practice and just seeing Kako Kako skate around everyone at 17 years old was amazing. I... I gotta try to find the video. I'll send it to you. But they—he was literally just like goofing around, grabbed the puck, and was just skating around veterans and Mark Stahl. Um, Want to point that out? He, one of them was a Mark Mark Stahl, so it's not that impressive. But anyway, I, you know, I, I, I'm really excited for the season. Oh, I can uh, tell. You've been excited for the hockey season since like yeah. last month. It's the only sport I, I'm like really excited to see again. Like football, I'm excited, but I'm not like wet about it. Hockey, I'm wet about. Like moist as can be. Um and then there's tennis, which I'm also very much excited for. Uh I'm I'm hoping my boy Federer can pull this off. This uh, is going to be a harder challenge. He's even though they're both hard courts, I think he does better in Australia for some reason. So um, he, I want to see him win a couple more majors before he retires because we're getting to the point now where another year has passed, and the legend is getting older. Even though he doesn't look like it, he's still making finals. He's getting older, so I don't know how much longer he's going to want to do this for. So I want to see one more, just one more. Come on, give me one more, just one and that, more. And that's about it. What do you got? Well, first, before I get into my final thoughts, uh, here's my thought on you using the word moist. I said no! Um, (laughs) Because, God, I hate that word. Yeah, Um, I know a lot of people do, and that's why I uh, emphasized moist. (laughs) 
God, you're the freaking worst. Um, I will say the PGA Tour is absolutely 100% broken. I think um, it is too. Just the the point system is just all screwed up. It's it's, it's too much. During the season, it's fine. Like you win a tournament, I think it's like three four hundred points. Yeah, I wish that's I didn't reasonable. change it. Wish I didn't change it. I almost wish I didn't change it. Like make it hard for people to get to the next level. Don't make it easy. Like you know, if you're in a hundred twentieth place, all you gotta do is finish in the top fifty, and you get enough points to go on to the next year, uh, next uh, bracket, next tournament. Right. Like, just make it hard for them. So now they have to go and they have to try to win the tournament, which puts up better golf. I I don't know. It's so broken. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I am very excited for the football season. I always am. Football season is one of my favorite times of year. Yeah, I wonder uh, why. Patriots fan? And it, No, it's not so much that. I love on Sundays because I actually have NFL Red Zone and being able to just, like, throw NFL Red Zone on, and mm-hmm. it just plays all the games. Yeah, you don't even have to watch the Patriots because you know they're just going to win. Cause you know that's what, Tom? What the Patriots <laughs> no, I'm saying this as a compliment. They're a freaking good team. They are. I hate but, them, but they're a good team. Everybody, everybody does. Because they're shitty. That's why. <laughs> but they're Tell a me good how you team. really feel. You really want me to do that? I'm going to have to bleep it out. <laughs> I'd rather you not. Then I won't. Uh, I am incredibly excited for hockey to start back up. Um, are, you, are you moist about it? Just stop. You are, though. <laughs> Admit it. Not even slightly. You're, um, uh, okay. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> um, and uh, in all honesty, postseason baseball is awesome. It, it's going to be, it's going to be good down the stretch. I think. Okay. Uh, if we see a couple more pantsings, I think that would make things a little bit more fun. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Cody Bellinger, but that's yeah. freaking hysterical. Ah, listen, they can laugh at him. He's had a great year. You freaking slide, sliding into third. You lose your helmet and your pants, and you are out. And uh, you're just, out. Just, just saying. I that's wonder if a they triple did whammy. They, did they lose the game? Because that would be great if they did. Uh, the, <laughs> the, they did. <laughs> I'm just gonna blame it on the pants. Damn those freaking pants! Just throw them in the trash. Um. So I think that's going to do it for okay. this episode of Rye the Pine. Thanks again, Tom. Always hanging out and talking. Love hey. talking sports. You got hey. it, man. Hey. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rye the Pine Pod. Also, make sure to check us out on Tee Public. Our, our shirts are up there. I'm wearing one right now. It's fantastic. Um, make sure to also uh, give us a like, a follow, and a review on itunes and uh yeah hey, Tom, if you, you do anything? yeah if you do uh do write a comment i'll read it on the air i'll read it in a british accent i'll read it in an australian accent an irish accent those are the only accents i really know how to do so don't pick another one please thank you <laughs> and for marvelous here at ride the pride thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time have a good one everybody
Hold, hold. Did you just click? No. I oh. <laughs> like, I've been going for seven seconds. Like two. No. What? How? What time are you at right now? Thirteen seconds. Okay, good. We're on time. And like you said, you said click like a year later. I'm like, he didn't. <laughs> I did that he's, up not, he's not that fucking delayed, is he? <laughs> Like a little wire broken up in the head there. All right. <laughs> uh, take it away, Sir Danzelot. You're the worst. Go, Sir Danzelot. I like Sir Danzelot. Oh, God. And you're not going to believe this, but a fucking thunderstorm warning just popped up on my phone. Are you <laughs> me it's amazing it hasn't been thunderstorming at all all week <laughs> and I, here comes one as we record it's blackout it's like it looks like it's 10 o'clock at night all right we gotta finish this up let's right. uh wow we are i'm just unlucky with the with the thunderstorms and podcasts that's funny uh take it away <laughs>